Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in. How are you guys doing? I appreciate you tuning in this week. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Key for Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Race Tech. Thank you guys for joining me. Man, it's been a busy week over here in the high des. Just got home right now from Glen Helen. And we're going to sit here and just discuss. That's right. We're going to bro down. We're going to sit on this tailgate right now. And we're going to talk about the 2021 Husqvarna FC450 Rockstar Edition. That's right. It's a dish time. We got Rockstar Editions. We got Factory Editions. We got Works Edition Editions. That's what we got going on right now. Lots of that going on. Lots of testing still. Man, oh man, it's a busy time right now, and it is fun to ride some dirt bikes. But we're here. We're going to bullshit a little bit about this bike. I just did a Racer X Films video. If you guys prefer that type of, um, I guess, download information to you, um, you can simply go to racerxonline.com and watch the video. So that will be fun for you guys. I just feel like it's funny. I mentioned this, and I was just thinking about it today. I rode today, right? And I just feel... Like, when I watch myself ride on these videos, I just look slow. I just look like I am, blech. I just look horrible. I don't know if you guys feel that way or not. Maybe give us some feedback on that. But I just feel like I'm just, I don't know. I just don't look very attractive on the motorcycle. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch myself too many times. Like, I do these videos, and they come out. And I don't really watch them, honestly. People say, hey, Kiefer, do you watch that stuff? No, I don't. Like, I don't like to watch myself unless I'm studying technique or if I am uh, have Aiden filming me or something. Like, I need to move my feet or when I'm putting my leg out or just things like that. Then I'll watch myself. But otherwise, I just don't watch my testing videos because, I don't know, I'm just I'm too hard on myself. I feel like I'm just looking lame. I'm always worried about looking really old when I ride, and I always tell Aiden, like, hey, once I look like my age and I, when I ride, uh, I think I'm just going to pull the plug. I don't want to look like I'm going to be 44 years old and uh, just look that way, you know? Because if you watch normal 44-year-old riders, they don't look stylish, right? They have a style to them, but it's not, like, professional-looking. I pride myself and I want to look like, you know, not top-level professional motocrossers, but look like, hey, I've evolved a little bit. I don't have boner airs and I'm not stiff as balls when I ride, just things like that. I don't want to look that way. So uh, hopefully that will stay intact and I will not end up getting stiff as a board. That's why I stretch all the time because, man, if I don't stretch, I feel like I'm just like a, like a rock 
I have a buddy named Matt Servog. He just looks stiff as balls on a bike, and I feel like uh, I don't want to look like that if I ride constantly. No offense, Matt. I know you work all the time, and you don't ride that much, so no hate comms. So just want to let you know. All right, we're going to wrap a little bit. Let's pay some bills, though, right now. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low, 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 low prices and unparalleled customer service. Free three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. So easy why you guys should be going to KieferIncTesting.com right now. Clicking on that RMATVMC banner, and that helps my ass out a lot. You guys are saving my ass by doing that. I've been seeing it. You guys are purchasing stuff. That letting them go, those guys know over there, like, hey, I listen to the Kiefer Ink Testing Podcast, and I love it. And I get a little slice of what you guys are buying, and it helps out a lot. Trust me, the missus is very happy as well. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for the support. Um... Obviously, you know, you guys know I ain't getting rich over these parts, but it is nice to get a little kickback of what you guys are buying, and I really do appreciate that. So thank you very much. FXRRacing.com. Go get yourself some new gear. We haven't really talked much about my gear, so let me touch on this really quick. I'm going to have my line of gear come out right at the end of spring, early summer, different materials, a little bit different cut, total different colorway. Only about 300 sets are going to be available. Carson over there at FXR, myself, Andy White, all these guys have been working hard to bring this out to you, and I'm really excited to do that. Man, because uh, I feel like this gear is um, kind of, I guess, really close to my heart because I've been really working hard on it. Carson over there at FXR Racing works hard on that as well. And, man, I can't wait for you guys to see the colorway. Oh, boy. It is sexy. Woo! Go to fxrracing.com right now. We got some more stuff back in stock. That's right. Holy shit, you don't hear that enough these days. It's back in stock. They have them. So go get the Helium line of gear or the Revo. Those are my two favorites. They even have a Podium line of gear, Clutch. I like that gear as well. Even the lower end uh, price point gear at fxrracing.com is very comfortable. Had a couple guys today come up to me and said, hey, they use my code. They purchased the gear. They're very happy with it. And that code is KKMX35. That'll save you 30% off everything over at FXRRacing.com. So use it. Shows them that you're listening to the show as well. And honestly, that's just really good gear. So if you want to get a helmet, they have 6D FXR helmets, ATR2s to match. Quality helmet. The paint job looks good. You can just match your whole gear set from head to toe. It's badass. Just give it a try. If you guys don't know about it, go to my Instagram at kkeefer120 or at Testing on Instagram, and you guys can see some of the gear up there. So um, very good stuff from the guys over at FXR Racing. Race Tech just did some stuff with them today on a KTM 125. KTM 125. Holy shit, I forgot how freaking slow those things are compared to 450s. It's been a minute since I rode a 125, but you want to know what? Race Tech did a Badass job on the spring conversion on that bike. Comfortable. Um, got around the Glen Helen Hills very well and the chop. You guys are familiar with Glen Helen. You know how shitty it can be at times. So uh, Race Tech gold valves up front and in the shock, and it was uh, pretty damn good for the first time out. So my 170-pound uh, ass really liked having a little bit of cush on that KTM 125. So go visit them, racetech.com. If you guys want a discount, Hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I will get you guys a discount and get you on your way, get comfortable, get plush ride, 
engine services, everything over there at Racetech.com. They do it, and they do it well. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Racetech, for uh, supporting the show. And, of course, as you guys know, I want to mention all of my sponsors have been kind of doing this in 2021. You guys have been haven't really said much, about five minutes worth of uh, intro here. But, uh, nonetheless, I really want to give a shout-out to every advertiser as much as I can in 2021. Of course, Rocky Mountain ATVMC, FXR, Racetech, Power Motorsports in Oregon. If you want a KTM, Kawasaki, or a Yamaha, Power Motorsports, David Sibley, he's got the best deals. I just purchased Aiden's KTM over there. Had Moto Shippers ship it to me. Easy peasy. Got him. Great pricing. Great guys over there. Works Connection, Eric, is probably the most nicest human. I don't know if that's even a word. Most nicest. The nicest human being there is out there. Works Connection, the great products. Ride Engineering, Adrian. Holy shit. How about the Adrian and uh, Don Maida freaking battles that are going on right now? Have you been seeing that? I don't know if you guys have not, but if you go to Swap Motos, um, I think it's actually Swap's Instagram. There's some back and forth about Adrian and him, you know, arguments or something. And I'm like, oh boy, I don't want to be in the middle of that. But I will tell you guys what Adrian has some ride engineering, has some quality parts. He does a good job. There's a new split triple clamp that's really good. So you can go to ride-engineering.com, check it out. Chevrolet of Colleen. If you're in Texas, hell, if you're not even in Texas. You want a Chevy? Call them up. Tell me, I, I need to, I need a Chevrolet, and I listened to the Kiefer Tested podcast, and I'm coming here because of that. We bought a Chevrolet. That's right, a Blazer. Doesn't look like a Blazer. Looks like a Range Rover. But Heather loves it. We got it through Chevrolet of Kyleen. Thank you, guys. Pro Taper, 6D, of course. Oregon Old Timers Association. They have races coming up. February 27th, 28th, Canyon MX. March 13th and 14th at Fernley, Nevada. So go race, go have a good time with your buddies. Screenprintingdone.com, Plum Creek Funding, get a refi for your house. How about that? Zach over at Plum Creek Funding, good dude. And of course, Blood Lubricants. Use the code Kiefer, save 25% off on a case of oil. Boom. Holy shit, we're almost 10 minutes into the show and we haven't even started. So hopefully it's somewhat interesting for you guys. I'm not like, hey, uh, Blood Lubricants, Power Motorsports, Worst Connection. It's a little bit exciting. I'm, I'm excited about my advertisers. They're good people, good products, so please support them. All right, enough. Shut up, Chris. Let's talk about some bikes, or specifically a bike. Like I said today, I was at Glen Helen. I had some time on this bike previously before it came out a little bit. Uh, actually, not even before it. Right when it came out, I had to put a little bit of time on the 2021 FC 450 Rockstar Edition. And... There are some differences between the KTM Factory Edition and this Rockstar Edition. Of course, you guys know that. But in the Racer X video that I did, and we're going to talk about this today too, is what's the differences between the orange bike and the white bike, or the black bike, I should say, and which direction should I go? Who, who, What kind of rider you are? Who's it for? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some good points, some bad points. And is this bike worth the extra money compared to the standard edition? So we're going to talk about that. So first things first, what comes on this thing? I will tell you what, right now, this freaking motorcycle is not 10 millimeters lower like the standard edition is. So if you guys are wondering right now, no, it has standard 
length, fork, shock, just like the KTM. Don't ask me why Husqvarna changes it from the 2021 to this Rockstar Edition. I just know that it's the standard fork length and shock length. I would assume, because they did this for the Rockstar Edition, that they're going to move away from that 10 millimeter lower point like they have in the 2021 version. So I would say next year's bike is going to be standard length suspension. That's that's my guess. And I haven't got any confirmation about that. I just am assuming that's what's going to happen. So if you guys are wondering, if you have a buddy that wonders, I don't think I'm, I think I might have forgot about mentioning that on Racer X's uh, video. God, I got to start writing some of that shit down when I do that video stuff because sometimes I'm thinking ahead so much and I'm thinking so much about the bike. It's harder to talk and get everything condensed into a 10 minute video versus me and you right now bullshitting about it. So I could do a better job over there at Racer X. I think I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna write some stuff down a little bit more, try to condense uh, some things a little bit so uh, it's easier for me to read. And you guys get some more information over there on those videos. So suspension legs the same. FMF slip on pipe. Of course, they have different hubs, different spokes, different rims. Uh, they've got, as you guys know, they've got the great factory triple clamps. I love those and. The connectivity unit, we talked about that in the in the KTM podcast that we did, as well as recluse clutch cover, guts gripper seat, and the wonderful, wonderful new styling that it comes with. BNG, well, it's not really graphics. It's molded in graphics. How do you feel about the yellow rear fender and the black shrouds? I do not like how Husqvarna put blue clamps and blue hubs on a black and yellow motif. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Can you put some black clamps on it? WP makes black clamps. It's easy to get. Put those black clamps on. All right. Put some black hubs on that thing. Sexy. Fire. Awesome. <whistles> Great looking. So I, I don't know who listens to these podcasts. I do know some of these higher up guys do because I've uh, got told this. So if you're listening out there. Just try a little bit harder with the graphic and the design. Like, I don't mind the yellow fender. I think it looks okay. In person, the bike looks way better in person than it does on, on your laptop. So just change up the blue clamps a little bit and the hubs, and, and you got a whole good-looking bike. I appreciate the frame. I like the frame color. Better than that nasty blue on the standard edition. I don't know what's going on with that. But, like, dude, we, we can do a little bit better, Husqvarna. So, um. Again, carbon composite subframe. The swing arm is a little bit softer than the KTM. And, of course, as you guys know, these Rockstar Editions come with slip-ons with inserts inside of them. So unlike when you go buy an FMF aftermarket muffler, they do not come with the inserts. This Rockstar Edition comes with the insert in. Should you leave it in? I would say yes. If you want a little bit more RPM response, which this bike could stand to get some of that, you can take it out, but you will get a little bit flatter mid-range power compared to the insert. So just know that uh, you're going to be trading off something when you get a little bit of low-end RPM response. So what is this bike all about? I'm going to compare it to the KTM because I've been riding the KTM a shit ton lately. And I'll tell you what, right away, as smooth as a Akrapovich muffler is, I was thinking, hey, the FMF is going to give me a little bit more bottom end. Wrong. 
the bottom end is smoother feeling than the KTM, even the factory dish. There's more throttle response in the KTM. There's a little bit more low-end pulling power on the KTM. This KTM just is very smooth. Dare I say, a little, little lethargic down low. Man, when I'm in second gear in some really deep, tilled-up dirt, it is freaking doggy to me. Like, I want some more excitement. I need it. I don't really like that part of it. The flip side of that, when it's hard pack and shitty in the afternoon, which it got today, it got, didn't notice it as much, and it was easier to ride. I had more rear-wheel connection. But I feel like I can get some more RPM response and keep that rear-wheel connection. I feel like I can. I know I can because I did that with the KTM, so I know I can get that through the Husqvarna. Um but in stock form, you still got your handlebar mounted map switch, map one, map two. That's all the same. If you want to change that via the connectivity unit through your My Husqvarna app, you can. And it's fairly easy to use. You can go to RacerX online. You can watch a tutorial that I did. Uh, it's pretty basic. It's not too in-depth because, honestly, it's not that hard to use. You have to uh, push a button on your handlebar. We're going to get to that thing in a minute. Push that button on the handlebar. Connect it via your uh, Bluetooth on your on your smartphone there. And then it's basically you drag it. You drag this bar with the dot and you drag it across. Hey, I want less engine braking. Boom, drag it. Okay, I want a little bit more hit. Boom, drag it. I'm riding sand. Push the button. I'm riding some gravel. Boom, hard pack. Boom. Very basic shit on that app. Not a lot to worry about. Unlike the Yamaha Power Tuner app, where it's a little bit more detailed, you got to push the grid, you got a plus one, minus one, you don't know exactly what you're doing, you're just kind of playing with fucking numbers. This thing is very basic, easy to use, dumb proof, just the way us idiot dirt bikers like it. I like that. And it actually does work. The thing I notice most, and I want most, I need some more snap. I just need some more excitement out of this Husqvarna. Dragging that thing to no engine braking, or low, I should say, really helps it feel a little bit more spunky, uh, lightens the bike up a little bit. Would I love more? Of course I would, and I would go to a Vortex ECU, but doubt that you guys are going to dump twelve grand, eleven grand in this thing and then go dump another grand into an ECU. Some of you guys will, but most of the people will not do that. So I'm trying to give you some feedback on what you guys can do to get some low end. You can take your backfire screen out of your air, air filter cage. That'll help. You could go to Twisted Development, and you can call Jamie over there. He has an exhaust flange that you can just replace on your stock one and add his, which will give some more bottom-end RPM response. And then live your life a little bit happier on the low-end side of things. So it has a little bit more recovery, a little bit more low-end RPM response, and mid-range RPM response. It just helps lighten it up. And you still don't lose maybe... I shouldn't say still not 100%. You do lose a little bit of rear wheel connection, but honestly, the, the trade-off is so much better to get some of that snap, that crack, and most of you guys are going to want it. It's still very controlled. I mentioned this in the RacerX online uh, video. If you're an older dude, you haven't ridden in 10 years, you're like, eh, I don't know, Kiefer, I might want a 250F, or should I get a 450? This Husqvarna 450 power plant is easy to fucking ride. Yes, effing ride. So even though I don't want, or I should say I do want some more RPM response, the guy that hasn't ridden in 10 years 
and wants some power, and you're you're a bigger dude. Let's face it, you're 200, 220. You need some you need some power. You know, you're thinking about it. I think this is easy to ride. This shouldn't be an issue with you. You may like be like, holy shit, man. I'm not going to get whiskey throttle on this thing. I think I'm okay. I concur with this Husqvarna. The KTM has a little bit more, and you could get a little bit loose, but this Husqvarna is very linear, very smooth, and I think some of you guys that are not in shape would appreciate this engine character the most if you're going to a bigger four-stroke. That's just my point of view. I know I preach sometimes 250Fs are good for older dudes, heavier dudes still, and yes, that is correct. But some of you guys are just not sold on that. So you could say, hey, screw you, Kiefer. I'm still going to go 450. This 450 power plant, the KTM, the Husqvarna, easy to ride, um, very friendly to the, I want to say, not the newbie, but a guy that's getting reacquainted with the sport. You know, maybe you had a little time off because life hits you in the face and now you're coming back. You got some money now. You're a little bit, you know, well off. You're middle class. I need a bike. This Husqvarna engine character is, um, for lack of a better word, not 450-like. A Yamaha hits hard. K- KX has a little bit harder hit. Uh, the Honda, holy shit, that is a, an insane bottom-end hit. So these Austrian, I want to say Austrian, okay, so everyone just chill out. These Austrian engines are just a different breed, long and linear and easy to use. It is deceiving, and I had, uh, sometimes I do this, I go to the track, and I see a random guy that doesn't look threatening, looks like he has his shit together, and I'll say, hey man, you want to ride this test bike, tell me how it is, because I just like normal dudes riding bikes that, you know, hey, I buy a bike once, twice, every other year. Um, Sometimes I buy one every year, sometimes I wait two, three years, so these type of dudes, I'll talk to him at the track, and I'm like, hey man, try it. And I tried this. Uh, I had a guy that had a Kawasaki, and he got on this this Husqvarna, and he was like, oh, my God, this thing is so easy to ride. Um, I love it. It's just easy for me to corner. And I watched him ride during the day, and I could tell he was struggling with a little bit of his corner cornering speed. And as soon as he got on this Husky, I could just tell he could just flop it into the rut. Easier for him to corner. He could lug it. It wasn't ripping his arms off when he exited. I could just tell he <laughs> was having a better time with this. I saw him at the track the following week. He had a brand new Rockstar Edition. He bought one. That is the power of getting to ride some of these bikes that, and I know some of you guys do not get to do that. Um, granted, just because you see him at the track doesn't mean you're going to ride a test bike. I, I pick and choose at certain times that I need to do that, but nonetheless, I like to do that from time to time because the normal guy is at the track and sometimes I get a little bit jaded because I ride all these bikes and I'm really picking them apart and I'm nitpicking things. And these guys don't get to do that. And they ride something for the first time. They're like, holy shit. Yeah, it's really good. Or like, yeah, it's not that great. Like it's not for me. So I like real world opinions. I thought that was pretty cool. I wanted to tell you guys about. So um, overall engine character still the same. If you guys listen to this past Husqvarna podcast, not a lot has changed. Um, I do wish the FMF slip on would give me a little bit more excitement. It don't really look for that raspy, throaty, uh, grunt type of sound from this. It's quiet. It's a little bit muffled. And it does its best work from mid to top. So if you're a second gear, you like to rev it and let each gear pull. This bike does that. If you're a third gear guy, like to lug, this isn't the type of bike for you. Yes, you can change your gearing, but it doesn't really help um, that lugging ability that you like. If you're a lugging rider... 
450 Yamaha is the way to go, or even a Honda 450 is better at lugging than this Husqvarna. The Husqvarna is light revving feel, um, more of a, it spools up really quick, so uh, it's not such a chug-a-chug-chug out of a corner, I don't want to shift, I'm lazy, third gear type of guy. It's not really that type of motor, so just, just know that. Suspension side of things, uh, again, not the 10 millimeter lower fork and shock setting like the standard 21 FC 450 is. I repeat, I have to say this, say this many times because I'll get an email. Hey, Kiefer, uh, is, is the Rockstar Edition 10 millimeter lower? Did you listen to the podcast, sir? Uh, yeah, I did. Dude, open your fudging ears. I Sometimes I don't want to say F word, but dude, uh, I can't with some of you guys. Like, I'm trying my balls off over here, giving you the information. And granted, I'm not perfect. I leave some shit out. I screw up. But you got to listen to the pod or at least research my website, please, for the love of God. I, I don't mind doing the emails and giving you answers, but please do some research before you email me. So, yes, 10 millimeters, back up, just like the KTM. Now we're <laughs> we're going in this direction. Still the same result for me. Maybe slightly less side-to-side um, ability on the Rockstar Edition compared to the Standard Edition because you do get that little bit lower CGs, and it's easier to flop in and out of corners. Granted, I would rather have it this way on the Rockstar Edition, have a little bit higher up, and uh, for me, it just handles better um, on straight line. I like having some... Um, I like to be up a little bit higher on straight line decel off throttle bumps. The the FC standard edition felt a little bit too low and got me a little bit nervous when I entered the corner. I know if you go back and listen to that podcast, I talk about that. This one doesn't do it as much. Still lays it in the corner nice enough for me, much better than some other bikes like the blue bike and to me the green bike. This Husqvarna corners really well. Still not a fan of the 33 front tire but you guys know that story i don't need to keep beating that dead horse um but it's very um it's a little bit harsh at the beginning of its life so if you're buying this bike and you have this aer fork you're gonna have to break it in six to seven hours it'll start moving it'll get a little bit more friendly it won't be so rigid feeling some of this vibration will go down um you'll you'll just kind of set sell yourself into this bike but it just takes longer to break in than a japanese bike where i can get on a japanese bike break it in two hours and i feel it feels good right away so there is a little bit of differences um, between the austrian machines and the japanese bike but um the aer fork i put it at 11 bar to start with i slowed the rebound down because it just simply moves too much in the stroke for me it rides low so i mean that's why it's going to be harsh for you guys Going too low means you're riding in the harsh part of the travel, and uh, it's just going to feel stiff. So some of that gets misconstrued when you guys email me, say my stuff's stiff. Well, it could be because you're too low. So you got to be aware of that as well. Starting at 11 bar on the fork, break it in six to seven hours. And this is 170-pound guy, right? So, of course, it's going to change a little bit. If you're if you're 185 to 200 pounds, 11.1 bar is great to start with. And then slow that rebound down two. And then if you are a heavier guy, you can crank your compression in two to three in. Okay, I went in one, 11 bar, two slower on the fork, and I was fairly happy. No, it's not a spring fork. 
Do I fully trust it going balls down the hill, balls fast down the hill? No, I do not. But it is comfortable to ride at 75% for me. So around the track, 75%. That's still a good clip, still hauling ass. But when I really push this fork, I feel like it just doesn't have that front-end feeling that I would like to have like a spring fork. WP does a good job of helping adjustments, um, creating a setting for a wide range of riders, having lightweight stuff. Of course, the air fork is, but I'm just still a fan of front-end steering, feeling the ground underneath me. I like to feel some bumps at times, maybe um, even though it's it's not as plush you know, in some areas with the spring fork. There is some good points about the air fork, like... For me, it used to be like the slap-down landings were really shitty on an air fork. Now, the slap-down landings are pretty good. Once it's broken, it's not bad. I still feel like that part is nice and, and plush feeling, but um, once I go down in the stroke, I lose some front-end lean angle traction, unlike a spring fork where I get more of that. So if you grow up, and I'll, and I'll paint this picture for you guys. My kid, he's 15. I'm leaving him on air forks for right now. I'm not going to feed him spring fork. He's on a KTM 250. We are revalving his uh, AER fork, and I'm going to let him ride it. He hasn't complained about it. He's not really – I'm watching it. The fork looks good. So I'm going to let him grow up with air forks in case, for whatever reason, when he gets older um, and there's all this air fork technology, he's not an old-school uh, rider in a spring fork. So he's kind of adapted to the air fork feel. Of course, I'm older. I'm adapted to a spring fork. That's just what I like. I'm relaying that to you. I can get along with the air fork if I was just riding, if I was just purchasing this bike and having fun and riding. There's nothing wrong with this fork. You'll break in. You'll get some comfort. Um, you'll have enough traction to where you can do what you need to do. I'm just thinking about, hey, I really want to ride my fastest, be my best, and maybe do some races. I'm just wanting consistency out of my fork. So I'm going with the spring fork. That's the reasons why. Um, a lot of people say I hate on the air fork. Well, there's just those reasons. Consistency and lean angle traction. Those are the reasons why I like a spring fork. Um, the shock, no complaints, guys. I like the shock. It does fade a little bit over time. That's what I noticed about the shock. Um, 105 millimeters of sag. Slowing that rebound down three. I go three in on the rebound. It's just really quick. I would put a heavier spring, rear spring on it. It comes with a 5.4. I'm more of a 5.6 guy. If you're anywhere north, 170, 175 pounds, a 5.6 is going to do wonders for you. It's not going to bottom. I mean, I didn't really ride that hard today. Again, 75%, and I already have a black strip underneath my rear fender, which is okay. You guys, Some of you guys say, oh, I bottom out. I need to go stiffer. No, you want to use all your travel. That is fine, but it's how many times a lap you bottom out. If you bottom... Bottom out your shock or your fork once or twice a lap. Great. That is good. You want to use all your travel. That's what it's there for. That's what you need. But if you're bottoming out a lot more, and if you're coming off of a single and landing in some breaky bumps and it's bottoming out, chances are you might be a little bit too soft and you're riding low, and that could be harsh as well. So I would put a heavier spring on. It helps the ride coming out of the corners, helps the, the cush. Um brings it up in the stroke a little bit it helps rear wheel traction so look for if you guys are looking for a band-aid just get the spring that does help 
Um, the overall balance of the suspension is nice. I do feel like it's a little bit rear end low biased for me. If you guys listen to the podcast I did before, I know um, AEO slash REP suspension. They have a one millimeter longer shock shaft that I tried on my KTM, which I love. It helps balance the bike out even more, and it doesn't feel ass and low on acceleration. So maybe someday WP will look that route and go up a little bit on the rear. I just feel like it's a little bit too low for me on acceleration out there. Otherwise, off-throttle, flat, feels nice, just would like a little bit less low feeling. Overall chassis, stable. Like I said, maybe a little bit better coming into corners from the standard edition. I like that. Um, it corners really nice. I love the way it corners. I've been riding a, a steel frame bike for a couple weeks now, and uh, I just rode it back to back against a KX450. Still like the way it corners more than the KX. I do like that. Like that? That's right. Just like that. It's commercial time. Boom, boom, boom. Bop, bop, bop. Just like that. Stay tuned. Great commercials here. Save yourself some money. Please support these dudes. They're great. The products are great. Everything's great. We'll be back with the show in a minute. Stand by. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January, so check them out. OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com if you have any questions about the oil. I'm happy to help. You got a new bike? Hell. You got an old bike? Go to ride-engineering.com. You can use the code KT25 to get 25% off. If you're looking for anything chassis-related, clamps, bar mounts, axle blocks, whatever it is, 
They even got calipers, brakes. They do it all over there at ride-engineering.com. So go check them out. Use the code. Save yourself some money. If you have any questions, you guys know the email. Visit them. Ride-engineering.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to protaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars. You don't want a crossbar. Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or... Maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720 212 Four six eight five Plum Creek Funding. Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to buy a new bike? Two thousand twenty ones are out. Go to Power Motorsports. That's right, they're in Oregon. PowerMotorsports.com. If you guys want a deal on a Yamaha, ooh, or a Kawasaki, ah, or maybe, just maybe, you want a KTM. They got them all there. They have Kiefer Inc. testing special discounts. Email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with David Sibley. That's right, David Sibley at Power Motorsports. He knows the drill. He knows Kiefer Ink Testing gives the best deals possible, and so do Power Motorsports. Hit him up, powermotorsports.com. Bop, bop, bop. We're back. Ergonomically, <laughs> the bar pad, a.k.a. Uh, connectivity unit, is uh, atrocious. It is horrible. Can you, I mean, the, the pad around the CC unit is just ugly. It's a pain in the ass to adjust your bars. Uh, you can't put it anywhere else there, Husqvarna. Can we get some black clamps, some black hubs, and a connectivity unit that's somewhere hidden? Um, I heard the rumor of, hey, man, you need to have that CCU unit, the CCU unit, uh, flat on the bar, that's complete bullshit. So I tried to experiment with this on the KTM as I took this CCU off, zip-tied it to the front um, FI light um, wire and harness behind the n- front number plate, and it was upside down, and I could still connect to my CCU. You don't have to have it flat. If you want to rig it up somewhere, that's what I did. I rigged it up behind the front number plate and zip-tied it. It's not the cleanest-looking thing, but at least it's out of the way. It works. 
or you could just simply just take the whole thing off and uh, live your life the way you want to. So just know, whatever you input last through your uh, My Husqvarna app and that connectivity unit is what stays in there. Yes, you can reconnect it, and it will. Then you can change other maps, you know, I shouldn't say map. It's not really a map. It's a setting. You can change settings within your map, but you have to reconnect it. And yes, it will live inside of your seat. It will live inside of your ECU if you unplug it, just as long as you guys know that whatever you input last is what's going to stay in there on map one. Map two, still this, still hardwired in from Husqvarna what the map two is, TC, so on and so forth. So, and and a, and a food for thought here. If you're messing with the traction control on the app, that only works if you push TC. So whatever setting you put the TC on, let's say you're adding more traction control, that doesn't mean map one has that setting in it. So you might have less engine braking and then you have a little bit more traction control. Um, you, you, you drag that over to a, you know, four. You know, three is the middle setting. You drag it to four. That will not work. Your TC setting will not work until you push TC button on your handlebar. That was something I, I really wanted to figure out, and I asked the Husqvarna guys. They're like, yeah, yeah, it's in there, but it's not in the map one. Map one is everything else but TC. In order to get to the change that you made, you have to push the TC button. It has to be lit up. So that's just a little deal that I found out that I thought you guys would like to know because I know I'm going to be about to get that email as well. <laughs> uh, ergonomics are good. I don't think uh, the flat bar is quite right for me. It, it's okay. I'm not going to hate on it. I just wish it was a little bit taller in the middle of the bar. So I'm not saying I need a taller bar. I would like to raise that mount up five millimeters and have that nice flat low bar. I think I would like that a lot more when I stand up. I feel a bit hunched over. So if you guys are looking for a little bit better bend, of course, I endorse Pro Taper on this show. I love a Pro Taper bar because it flexes. It gets rid of some of that vibration. has good dampening qualities. But the bar bends are limited. The bar bend that I run, they don't sell. I'm really trying hard to push the Suzuki Race Team Bend Bar for you guys over on this, this side. I do not know why they don't make it, but they should because it's a great bar. It's flat, not a lot of sweep. And a lot of team guys run this bar, and they should sell to the public because they probably sell a shit ton of them. It's a really good bend. But if you guys are looking, go for the Husqvarna stock bend and cut those things down because I think they're 811 millimeters. Go to 806. Get a spacer for your bar mount. Boom. And you can go to a right engineering you know, one-piece bar mount with the spacer, and that'll bring it up 5 mil. And to me, that's a really nice feel for a 511-61 guy. You get a flat, low bar, up on the mount, good deal. If you watch Christian Craig or you look at Christian Craig, I know he's on a Yamaha. I'm just giving you a for instance here. His mount is high. His bar is flat and low. A lot of these guys, Dungy, same thing. When he was racing, high bar mount, low, flat bar. It helps when you stand, but yet your bar bend is not up in the air when you go to sit and corner. You want a flatter bar when you're trying to corner. It makes cornering a lot easier. Um, overall, had a great time on the bike. A couple things I want to answer to you guys. Are, what would I buy? I would buy a KTM simply because it has more RPM response, a little bit more low end, and, of course, I just like the way the orange looks. 
I mean, let's face it. That's a lot of the reason <laughs> some of you buy bikes. The gas gas sells a shit ton because it's red. Red sells. Well, for me, orange is my favorite color. I like a little bit more excitement in my engine. And boom, there you have it at KTM. If you're a lethargic kind of guy, you're not really into a lot of low-end hit, you like a smoother, broader delivery, boom, Husqvarna. That's your flavor. That's a great, great bike. Would I buy the Rockstar Edition or would I buy the Standard Edition? This is really tough for me. I would buy the two, – two things. I would buy the Standard Edition because of the engine character. I feel like the engine character on the Standard Edition is a little bit more lively, a little bit more peppy RPM response down low. Rockstar Edition, a little more lethargic, a little bit low, slower down low. But I like the suspension setting better on the Rockstar Edition. So I would have to say for a couple reasons I would buy the Rockstar Edition over the Standard Edition. Why? The clamp is better. The stock FC clamp is atrocious. It is stiff. The neck and clamp, bleh, not into it. Um, I'm getting a good factory clamp, which I would purchase anyway. I'm getting an FMF slip-on. I'm getting um, a better suspension stock setting. I'm higher up. I'm getting a guts ribbed cover. Things that I like in my bikes, this thing comes with. If it's $1,000 to $1,500 more than a standard edition, I would spend my money on that because that clamp is $600, $700 bucks right away. So right there, you're getting a more comfortable feel from that clamp right away. From that neck and clamp. If you go to that standard FC450 and you ride that thing back to back with the Rockstar Edition, you'll notice a little bit less deflection in the front end on the, on, under lean. When I under lean on throttle, my tires just barely hitting the dirt and I'm hitting these tops of the chop. The, the Rockstar Edition is better because of that clamp. Plain and simple. That clamp flexes more, it's more comfort, there's less vibration. So that is a huge selling point for me. If you guys don't give a shit about that kind of stuff, buy the standard edition because it has a little bit better engine feel. Some of these things that I mentioned to you guys on this podcast, you may never feel. I'm just trying to get everything across so you guys know what I'm feeling so you guys have all the information going into the dealership, okay? And and, and again, let me, let me really drive this home as well. I'm not the – I almost said it. I am not the gospel when it comes to testing. Yes, I know a lot. I feel like I'm really good at that. But that doesn't mean I'm the end-all, be-all of what works, right? So, again, you trust in someone. Maybe not. it's not me. Go to that other guy. That is totally fine because you're going to feel better about your purchase for wherever you go. But I want to try my damnness to make sure I'm that guy for you no matter what. Like, I want to be your guys' dude that you come to me and be like, hey, Kiefer, I want to do this. What should I do? And I tell you, and you get it, and you're like, fuck yeah. That's awesome. It works. I like it. Thank you. I love it. That's my goal. That's the whole whole reason why I built this whole shit, because I want to be that guy for you. So, um, But if I'm not, it's okay. I get it. I'm not for everyone. I'm a little bit passionate when it comes to this kind of stuff. I say F words, just like you're hearing. Um, I love dirt bikes, but I respect the fact that I might not be for everyone. So um, this Rockstar Edition, same thing. It might not be for everybody, but I know that it will please a wide range of riders, especially vet guys that are not in shape and it's just easy to ride. Um, I got a couple buddies, same thing. 
They love riding a KTM and Husqvarna simply because they're not in shape. They get to ride maybe once a week. And in that once a week, they want to actually ride their bike and not be tired in three laps. They can go a little bit longer on a Husqvarna because it corners easier. The hit is not as hard. It's easier to manage. It's lighter on paper. So there's all that stuff. I argue with Travis Preston a lot about a Husqvarna and KTM because I really like it. And he's in and out on that. He obviously has test bikes that they compare back-to-back with Yamahas, and he likes some attributes of the Husqvarna, but he also thinks the the YZ is is really good in areas, which I have to disagree. I love a Yamaha. You guys know this, but there's a lot of great things that I love about a Husqvarna, and little work, with just a little work. To me, Husqvarna KTM is a better bike than a, than a Yamaha. The, the stock Yamaha in stock form is great. It's the best stock bike ever. Like, I love it. It's easy to ride. You can ride it around. It does what it's supposed to. It's comfort. But when you put a little bit of work into the Yamaha, it doesn't really get that much better. It only gets a little bit better. These bikes, for some reason, you add an ECU, you add a full system, you get some fuel in there, and man, it wakes it up. You have real-wheel traction, and it's fun to ride. It has RPM response, and you're like, wow, I can push. I rode my Yamaha YZ450F, I think I might have said this on my last pod, but if I didn't, I'm going to repeat myself here. Uh, I did a 206 on this track that I made, sandy, rough, technical track um, after the rains here in Southern California. The next day, went out on the KTM, um, yeah, the KTM, and was two seconds a lap faster simply because I could push harder because of the way the engine is delivered. Yeah, I don't have the excitement. Yeah, I maybe not feel like it's as fast, but man, I'm putting the power to the ground. I'm getting around the track faster, obviously, two seconds. Um, and it was just, for me, easier to manage. I'm getting up there in age. Sometimes it's hard to manage a lot of power. So you want controlled horsepower. You have a good stock base within with what you need within that Husqvarna. So... Um, kudos to those guys, man. Kudos to the guys over there in R&D, in Austria, and these guys that are, are are putting these engine deliveries together and matching it all up with quality parts that are internalized in these, these Husqvarna engines and KTM engines because uh, it's tough to do. I, I'm involved in other production processes, and it's tough to do. So when you have a, a nice engine that's smooth and easy to ride, you can appreciate it. Trust me. Even if you're a lower-level rider, if you're a high-level rider, it's easy to ride. You ask a lot of pros, they're like, dude, the KTM's unreal. I'm like, well, why? It's just easy to ride. It's easy to ride, easy to manage. I can ride 20 minutes hard, and I'm not nearly as fatigued. You can make other bikes that way, but the base, the start, Husqvarna, KTM, Gas Gas, it starts that way. You don't have to make it that way. It starts that way. So it's easier to create a little bit more horsepower than it is to take away. I've dealt with that at Honda. Like I uh, had a, what, 2020 Sierra 450? Or let's just take it back to my race bike. That's a fucking lot of power when I did the whole Bullfrog Bullfrog Spas Honda deal. It's a fucking too much power for me. I can't control it. I try to do one heater and I, I'm pumped up. So Yamaha. Lots of power. I got to tone it down. Um, my race bike at the Red Lens, I had to do an ECU tune because I needed to broaden it all out. It's tough to do. It's not easy. 
So it's easy to add a little bit to these bikes and make them better. <clears throat> my buddy Jesse just bought a KTM. He's coming off a of Yamaha. He rode mine, and he's like, wow. He actually went and bought one, bought one through Power Motorsports, and uh, it just arrived today, so he's all stoked to ride it. So for you guys out there, um, hopefully this kind of answers the question, but if you guys are looking for uh, a good quality bike that doesn't have a lot of hit, this Rockstar Edition is really good. Um, we have a lot of options out there. I can't wait to ride this Works Edition Honda that's coming up. That is going to be next week or the week after. They've uh, done some ECU settings to that bike, so that should be improved. And if they could smooth out that Honda, that would be a weapon as well. So um, we're just all these these things that are happening within our sport, this developments within bikes, we're going to reap the benefits of for riding. Motorcycles in the last few years haven't gone up in price that much for how much we're getting, honestly. Uh, people, you get, Some of you guys give me bust my ass a little bit because, hey, I can't afford a bike. I understand it. Like It's expensive. Uh, I'm not rich, but I would love to have a new bike, new technology, updated stuff, and pay $150 to $200 a month on something I love to do, a.k.a. financing, right? So I'm normally not about financing, but if I don't have eleven grand at the time, I need a motorcycle in my life to keep me sane. So spending $200 a month on something that I really love and getting the technology that these guys are creating out there, I'm all in. So let's just put that to bed. I had this little conversation with Darkseid on his wrap-up show, and I'm like, you should get a bike. It's been six years. Try a new bike. You know, he, he has enough money he can do it, He's just worried about pulling the trigger, and you know this is a great bike to pull the trigger on because it's uh, it's reliable, it's fun, it's safe to ride, and uh, quite frankly, it's one of my favorite bikes to uh, swing a leg over. So Husqvarna Rockstar Edition and KTM Factory Edition, um, good bikes, and a uh, little bit different in the engine characters, but nonetheless, it still uh, feels overall pretty damn pretty damn close in uh, the grand scheme of things out on the track. All right, guys, so this has been about 50 minutes of, uh, actually, well, 40 minutes because 10 minutes was uh, advertisements, <laughs> or maybe even more because you're going to add another five in our commercials. But um, any questions, chris at keferingtesting.com. Email heather at keferingtesting.com if you want some merch. We have hoodies. I've been looking up north, you know, Montana, Idaho, all you guys up there. It's freaking cold, dude. Get yourself a hoodie. Look cool. Look hot, I should say. Look hot in a Kiefer Tesla hoodie. Heather has those. You can email her, or you can just go to my website, keferinktesting.com, and go to the shop area, and then live your life. Hoodies, T-shirts, don't no beanies, no hats right now. I'm working on all that. It's just I'm only one guy. I got to ride a lot, so I don't have time for a lot of other shit. So it's really fun doing these pods, man. I love talking to you guys. I feel like you guys are here in the studio with me when we bullshit, but um, we try to make it as easy to listen to as possible, make it fun, have you guys laugh a little bit, but more importantly, get the information out to you so you guys know what's up. As always, it's like the eighth time I said it on this pod, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. You have a question about this bike or anything else, I'm happy to help. DMs on Instagram, unless you're a hot, super hot chick, don't do it. Don't even do it. Hey, Kiefer, I know you don't answer DMs, but, 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 nope, don't do it. I get so many DMs. I'm not a dick. I had a guy the other day say, you know, it's fucked up, dude. You know, I DM'd you a week ago. You didn't get back to me. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I give you my email so many times on this show. Email me. I will answer you. 98% chance I will answer you if it's not a dumbass question. Don't DM me. Hot chicks only, which means I don't get any DMs. <laughs> okay? Um, next week, we're going to do a little special before I head out to an amateur area qualifier with my son. We just picked up, uh, you know, for him, KTM 250 SXF. We're going to break down why we chose that, what he rode, the drama that ensued. We're going to have Heather in studio, Aiden in studio, and we're going to break down step by step with, man, there's a lot of steps, okay? We went through a lot of different colors to figure out what is best for him to ride, but we're going to have that show up next week. And then the week after, holy shit, I can't believe it. I've been saying it for a month and a half. 2021 Gear Shootout Pod. Man, it took a little while because we had a couple late additions, and I had to ride in this stuff. And sometimes I can't ride in test gear. I have to do other things. So finally wrapping this up, we are getting to it. As always, you got straight questions. I got straight answers for you. Hit the email, and I will answer your gear questions as well as anything else. So thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for putting up with my bullshit and listening to all of this. It's fun to do. And, uh, man, I hope to see you guys at the track. Come say hi. Come by the van. Give Aiden shit. Come by and let me know what you're riding, what you like, what you don't like. If I look lame on the track, if I suck in videos, whatever it is, I'm an open book over here. So thanks, guys. See you at the track. Be good to each other.